Hi, and welcome to the Global Game Changers podcast. I'm James Digby, and I'll be your host for the show where each week we join a special guest and co-host and find out about their journey into tech and hear the stories that led them to where they are now. We'll sit down with startup founders, VCs, leading figures from corporate tech giants and the governmental sector to find out what makes them tick and the quirky memories that they've had along the way so far. In this week's show, we got to sit down with Saba Khaled from Arut Raj, the award-winning social enterprise from Pakistan. This episode was recorded live in association with Tech Barbecue 2019 with my guest co-host Alex Fellman, where Saba shares with us her story of how she's empowering women throughout Pakistan on topics such as health and sexual awareness, and through to the harsh realities that generations are growing up being sexually educated by porn sites. Enjoy the conversation. Hi, everybody, and we are back live at Tech Barbecue. This is Startup 42 Media. Uh, me, Alex Feldman, and James Digby. Very excited. We're sitting down with Sabi, who has this company, Raji. Yes. We're really, really happy to sit down with you. Yeah. Um, let's just jump right into it. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit about your background? Uh, Get as far back as you can, you want. Uh... Sure. So I live in Karachi, Pakistan, and I never wanted to be a tech entrepreneur. Um, I... so, <laughs> Let's start off like, with that. Oh, oh. <laughs> We're ready. <laughs> didn't want to be a tech entrepreneur. In the I part. didn't even know what uh, being in tech was like because I was a journalist. I was writing about Pakistani women and their issues. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we had built something uh, which was an animated film that we would show to a lot of girls. And this was dubbed in various languages. We would go to some of the rural areas and we would put it on a screen and let the uh, the class actually watch it and uh, from there we realized that every time we used to show this film and it was about topics such as child marriages or honor or um, uh, menstrual hygiene any of these topics the girls as soon as they would see the content they would have a lot of questions mm -hmm. and a lot of times you we had the time to answer the questions sometimes we didn't have the expertise sometimes you just had to pack up and leave and come back to the city so we thought that you know how do we make this a conversation Conversation that's ongoing yeah. and that we don't leave halfway through. Uh, can I ask um, you? I want to like back way before this, yeah, yeah. because there's I think a lot to unpack here. Yeah. What got you in? Like that just sounds really interesting to me. What got you into being a journalist mm -hmm. on? I'm about to like very very overly summarize this. Yeah. On women's issues in um, Pakistan, like like I want to know that journey for you and, and how you got there and and what. I mean, it's sure. fascinating to me. Yeah, so I uh, always write, like to write, and I used to write in my local language as well as English. Um, and I was working for a few newspapers, and they always pushed And we're me. talking how early? Uh, when I was 22, yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm 35 now, so it's been a long time <laughs> since then. I was writing there, and I, they used to push me into like the, the culture journalism. They would never give me hard stories. but the They would just give you the soft pieces. So actually, course. going back into this time, yes. like, you know, Pakistan back in the day, and the changing Absolutely. of culture and the viewing of so you would only get fluff pieces Absolutely. of how I imagine <laughs> I was, Robin Shabatsky would get on Absolutely. How I Met Your Mother I was uh, <laughs> covering all the actresses and actors and the the, the music scene sometimes uh, however um, but that's the, what where your passion came in you, did you I care actually, for I didn't for even or? know what I wanted to do at that time <laughs> <laughs> I did what they told me to do but it's just so, that so you're just kind of happy to be there and, yes. and you're like you want me to go write, talk to the celebrity sure or, I would or, go to fashion shows and it was it was a complete 
big uh, jump from what I was doing and to what I wanted to do. It's just that the older that I got and I realized that, you know, and the more exposure that I got, and I got to a point where most of the women at my age had babies and were married, and I was in a different uh Mm-hmm. place altogether in life and i realized that the things for instance leaving and going to copenhagen or new york these were things that i couldn't do even though i was an adult woman yeah. and these things started to you know creep up and these ideas were like why am i here what am i doing <laughs> what is my overall uh, value in this society in this place did you Can have I- to have a, a point do you sit down with yourself and go i need to do this i need to do this for myself and and, and invest the time into you uh-huh. to say this is now the way that i want to go I, it didn't happen like right away it didn't it wasn't the shift happened like right off it's okay. just one after another the more women mm-hmm. i spoke to the more women like me the women who were married mm-hmm. and the problems they were going through it all like started to make sense so, you know i have to um there was a lot of content already available uh, how difficult lives for pakistani women yeah. were but there was no problem solving at all um and that's where i think you know writing and then build, uh, creating a film and then going further and further got me to where i thought i could solve problems can i ask i just have this for my life and some of the parallels i've seen and yeah. i'm just really curious because it sounds like it might be similar um so i lived in south korea for a year yeah and and it was just a, this really really interesting thing that i went through was that there were, in south korea there was sort of this expectation that you'd be married by like as a woman mm-hmm. at, at like 24 or or 25 and if you weren't earlier for Pakistan earlier for Pakistan and but 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 and if you weren't like something was definitely wrong with you absolutely and, and you were like damaged goods and whatever but i found when i was there and and i don't know if pakistan's the same or not about expats but i found that there the the korean community is really really closed mm-hmm. and all like the really interesting people that i met from korea were all these women who were just like you know what screw the social conventions i don't need to get married by 24 and they were like in their later 20s early 30s and they were kind of just doing whatever they wanted and they were like the most interesting people there because they were just sort of like yeah i don't need to fit in the social structures and i'm going to do what i want and they were kind of leading their own lives and but is getting that sim- to there is really hard as well yeah. you know mm-hmm. when you you say that screw it i'm i'm okay with who i am and i don't want to just uh conform that takes a long that's time that's not just a simple we'll yeah, switch off from conformity to non-conformity yeah, overnight not, is that something you know from from issues that you've had or problems you had to overcome that you just said actually this isn't going to work for me or this needs to It's, change and and one It yeah. seems like little chips each time to kind of make something happen. But Absolutely. now have you got a foundation of where you feel that you you've yeah. taking yourself to that extra point. Yeah, today uh the the talk that I have is on sex tech and uh for me to even write that I'm in a talk for sex tech is really difficult for me to say till now because we have all these names that we call sex tech or sex education yep. it's reproductive health it's health and hygiene for us to even as a woman say that you know i am actually working in this space is back home really hard to accept yeah even um, now today even now today um can, yeah can i ask you a question because yeah. i had this hasn't gone live yet but i had this really really interesting interview uh i'm blanking on her name but uh, she's a professor out of the netherlands um and we got into talking about i'm i'm curious if it's the same for pakistan how in a number of countries that are very sexually repressive where people are learning about sex is things like pornhub Absolutely. and that's and that's like the only the only real option where they can like openly see different 
and, and can engage. you imagine how wrong the portrayal <laughs> of what it is and from a porn side that's how you should be with someone for else boys and, and girls <laughs> both yes. it's it's terrible and once you were saying that in south korea um it there are women who are damaged goods once yeah, they pass yeah. age we call them expired so <laughs> the Wait, best you, you literally <laughs> so hold on hold on you're yeah. saying literally in pakistan women have a sell-by date and Absolute, if they pass the sell by date, they're expired. Absolutely. And I think the best thing that ever happened to me was that I became so expired by 35 <laughs> that my parents gave up on me. They're like, we can't do anything. Now do as you please. There is no man who will ever take you. <laughs> so, so all you're trying to say, right, if you follow your passion for long enough, that you'll get to the point where then you will be free enough to just <laughs> go off and do it. You're, I think everyone in your life will give up on you. Everyone in your life will give up on you. And then for you're fully you free, free. For, for you to be free. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the same with startups i mean if you keep pursuing at some point something yeah. <laughs> so the same thing so kind us. of it merged in then so you kind of went from journalism to entrepreneurship mm -hmm. but again you didn't say i all of a sudden i'm gonna flip the switch i'm not gonna be a journalist anymore i'm gonna be an entrepreneur you it was kind of just so that gradual movement in between I, yeah remember when i was saying that i wanted to do the harder pieces when i went to the editors and said that you know let me do do this piece and let me do that piece that didn't go well um <laughs> and when it didn't go well i was like okay i'll start my own blog and i'll do these pieces and no. i started doing them uh one of the things that i started doing was following tech entrepreneurs all through the city what they were mm. doing what the problems were the the ways that their parents stopped them from pursuing entrepreneurship um and while i was looking at them i was like hey you know i could do this too and i think <laughs> i'm doing a little bit of it with my own blog and finding you know sponsors for the blog and finding ways to um uh report the best stories um yeah was tech journalism prevalent in, in when when you were doing this i mean like you know we here in europe we've got a plethora of different sources and, yeah. and different ways in was this just like wow these are just really cool interesting people i'm gonna follow them and i'm gonna write about them that's it uh, so it's completely blown up now that we have vlogs and we have blogs and everything but they concentrate on subjects that sell which is maybe travel which is uh sometimes just uh uh, the local entertainment scene mm -hmm. or the music scene, but nobody wants to kind of touch upon those harder subjects. And there's not enough an audience for it as well. Yeah. Um, nobody wants to read about mm -hmm. what a tech entrepreneur from Pakistan is doing in Pakistan, strangely enough. <laughs> uh, but it took time. <laughs> should <It> do. <laughs> <laughs> well, here I am <laughs> talking here. But um, yeah, so it took a while, but things are really rapidly changing. Uh, yeah. And now there are a few uh, blogs that uh, cover a lot of interesting stories there are podcasts now uh that that are covering both uh, men's stories and women's stories because i think entrepreneurship whether you're a woman or a man it's just hard it's just super hard yeah. um maybe we can take the excuse of, of having you here in the studio today and, and maybe going through that divide and, and to touch mm -hmm. upon some of those issues like yeah. being a female in entrepreneurship in general so yeah. remove even pakistan remove all these other bits female in entrepreneurship and you say is there is there two different paths that, that the the one should have to take or is that you know I, I, yeah I'm, I'm struggling with the, the seeing this I, I see it a lot and I hear it a lot in terms of I think I think something I want to ask a question before we get there because I think it, it could, <laughs> could no because I think it'll be a good lead-in for that because I think where you really see the issues is sort of around funding but I want to understand a little bit more about what the funding environment is in Pakistan before we can get into the differences between yeah. the genders yeah, sorry. Mm. Uh, so I think that could be so I'm really curious about this like 
I, how are you funding startups in Pakistan? Like, like what is the ecosystem around that? And and yeah. and, and, and so yeah. and then we can get into how that no, leads to gender differences. Yeah, the ecosystem is very very young. Um, mm-hmm. There's not enough. Uh, we haven't had a single exit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got very young companies. Uh, most of them have found uh, so none of them are in impact space. They're mostly like let's say uh, the the Pakistani Uber or let's say a, a, a food panda mm-hmm. where you can deliver like things that have worked globally and now they're replicating it in the local clones kind of coming in absolutely of course it's not a bad model it's not a terrible model to have and i think it's a good one to to kind of leapfrog a lot of the other conventions you have to kind of sit through and go through as well yeah Um, but i also do wonder we have different set of problems uh mm -hmm. uh, we we need more innovation that actually fits our context these are things that will always work but there's so much more that we can solve we have problems when it comes to flooding every year there's no like you know uh, there's food issues there's so many other things that we could innovate on Mm -hmm. however we don't either have the exposure to innovate or we just don't have the technology expertise to innovate or we don't have the, the let's say the um, VCs uh, who will mm-hmm. actually fund uh, so th- all of these limitations exist for startups uh, however there's still it's it's a vibrant scene it's oh. it's up and coming do you need to have an exit from one of these companies or copies or whatever they are mm-hmm. to be released into the ecosystem and then others then will be able to feed and seed off that so like in the pe- yeah. same way that the PayPal mafia mm-hmm. split up and then yeah. seeded a lot of different things. Does, does that or, need to or how in Sweden Spotify, Spotify and, and by, well, right? just mm. I mean has really energized that ecosystem? Yeah, and, 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 and um, Daniel Elk and, mm. and you know, looking to from not only Spotify mm-hmm. to all the way through to Klarna, mm, for example, yeah. have touched from one of these guys mm. in that scene. So does it need something like that? I think for me, it really doesn't matter. It's still going to be hard because even if we do have an exit, it's going to be a traditional uh, startup or a business model that for us making revenue from, from our app is very, very difficult. Mm. People don't want to pay for an app. Um, is that the cultural thing as opposed to... A- absolutely, absolutely. Uh, information they want it free um, uh, also like big brands don't want to support like a new upcoming app they don't know what's going to happen in the next five years uh, so they all these risk factors make it difficult I don't think an exit will make make it different maybe it might bring some more investors in our space no. international investors uh, but impact startups always have a difficult time um, so I heard you now mentioning the impact scene particularly mm-hmm. and then yeah. you know you're saying that it's virtually non-existent there mm-hmm. is it because the that the people don't have, they, well, I'm guessing they must have the passion to solve the problem in some way. But they, yeah. they, they, you, you're saying they're missing some of the tools, they're, yeah. they're missing some of the ingredients, but surely it's about making it happen first and just doing it. Well, is that too hard to, to overcome as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. I think it's just a mindset that's missing. Uh, so a lot of people have great, uh, let's say, programming skills, and they're, you know, Pakistan and India has a lot of smart, talented people who are very good at uh, technology. However, they would rather work for an international software house, uh, building, let's say, an app for somebody else, as opposed to building something that solves a problem within the country. Because there's so much... vulnerability in building something that might not work that might not get funded that might not be able to exist yeah. and when you have parents who want you to <laughs> as an artist, yeah. is it, does it come from the culture side of things where you're, you're saying you know don't mm. go out and risk yourself go out and get a steady job that Absolutely. you can get a paycheck every single month you don't risk anything you gain a f- you always gain a little bit but you, you're not moving much further forward yeah yeah how do you break that mold uh, okay. how is it possible i was asking a question because something that sounded to me and tell me if this is wrong or not before we get into that it sounds 
are these people still staying in Pakistan? No, they're still working so the, for these for these companies, or they're leaving Pakistan. They are here. They are, some of them have left, but most of them are still. But it, but yeah. it sounds like in a weird way you're having almost a remote brain drain, in the sense of mm-hmm. like you're you're training all these people to be highly skilled. Yeah. But they're working for all these external companies. And and and, and, and earning and, well. And, and yeah. I mean, they're earning well, but but they're more generating the value. For outside of Pakistan, outside of Pakistan, and not really the value inside of Pakistan without actually leaving Pakistan, Absolutely. which is kind of where it's you have this weird. It's a remote brain drain. We haven't even had a brain drain like this before. <laughs> <laughs> How do we? Yeah. That's a really weird. That's a really mm-hmm. interesting thing to me of like mm-hmm. this remote brain drain idea of, of the people aren't leaving, but their expertise and intelligence is leaving. Yeah. To another part of the world. I, I, but then you yeah. also then get the, the money coming in from that into the into the. Economy in general, though, you know, is that, I think that it benefits. That... It benefits, but I think for if we want entrepreneurship to thrive in the country, I think uh, we need to build that mindset that you can do it. So, what goes into what needs to change? What what is, is there? If you can wave a magic wand or shoot, uh, you know, a silver bullet, what mm-hmm. could it be that that makes the impetus that that says we can do it as a country, or we can make entrepreneurs, or make drive entrepreneurship? I think role models, uh, some very, very positive role models who are working from the country. So most of the startups, once uh, we've had a couple who were doing really well and immediately they got into Y Combinator and they left. Mm -hmm. And now the money that they've raised has all uh, been raised in the U.S. They're they're registered as U.S. companies. They really don't belong to Pakistan and it's hard for us to take ownership of their success Mm -hmm. because we Mm -hmm. absolutely had nothing to do with them besides. I think you should take um, some some notes out of the Malaysia playbook right (laughs) because there's a lot of singaporean companies out there Mm -hmm. but i think the malaysia (laughs) but it it sounds like what you essentially need is a is a p combinator this is a pakistani combinator it needs to happen (laughs) keep that stuff locally locally and 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 have you need to build a p-com is that is that that what you're trying to say there you go you heard it first here (laughs) first here i'm I'm gonna you should do it yourself you start p combinator yeah pakistani's y combinator or yeah. <laughs> clone. Why Combinator clone? Are we, are we saying like our clones better? Or is that you know no, is, whatever? Is that to, personally, I, I think Why Combinator is honestly coasting on the reputation now. Personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's been that good for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we can argue about that. That's a yeah. that's a pretty bold statement. But 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 I see saying something like that that can can bring the ecosystem and, and get it going and, and keep it. True. Um, we have a lot of accelerators and incubators that have okay. opened up and. I, I hate to say it, I've been part of some. Some have been really good. Some have been really, really bad. Incubators uh, or accelerators? Yeah. Or just that Both. Whole, is it in the building of the process of, of, of entrepreneurs? Um, yeah, so they they basically help you for, let's say, three to four months. But the help is almost of optics or it's just a... Uh, a lot of the organizations that are running have never really scaled a startup so the advice that you're getting is sometimes really bad and sometimes I think for me the best thing that I did was maybe reach out outside of Pakistan and find mentors while working in Pakistan Mm. Um, and that's been the best thing that I did so I could continue Mm. to live in Pakistan and build my team there and do it in in a very lean way but at the same time have advice and expertise coming from outside so that really helped me yeah I mean, we blasted past it. Yeah, yeah we, we ran through the whole session really um, quick. And we actually waving pieces of paper behind our heads. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, wait. So can we just do one last thing? Because I don't think we touched it at all. Yeah. 
What is it you actually do? Yeah. <laughs> in the in the last minute, can you sum up what it is you're actually doing? Okay, so out of all the things, I'd just like to say that we're building a chatbot. Her name is Raji, and she provides girls with advice on reproductive health and their fantastic. Yeah, and their safety, and on topics that are considered so taboo that you can't discuss with your mother or your friends. Now you're in the safe confine of Absolutely. the platform that you truly love and you utilize every yeah. single day yeah. anyway. Absolutely. You send private messages <laughs> to people and. Uh, so it's a bot, but then if, let's say, the bot, if it's an emergency query, then one of our gynecologists takes it over from uh, our bot. So it works oh, wow. with a human and uh, a robot mixed Amazing. together. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Unfortunately, I'm so, we have so to... I'm so upset <laughs> the fact that we only find out about that now. But, <laughs> so, no, but as that is always the way. Thank you ever so much for coming Thank, Thank you for coming so on. We'd love to have you again and really go into the and fuller so sorry story. sorry for you missing your break. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks again to Saba and Alex for joining us this week. It was a fascinating insight into what's happening on the ground and how such little changes can make a big difference. We hope that you like the show, but as always, we love to hear your feedback on what you like and dislike about our format. Come join the conversation with our community at facebook.com slash startup42media and don't forget to drop us a like when you're there. Until next time, I'm James Digby and you've been listening to the Global Game Changers podcast by Startup 42 Media. Thank you.